There's a legitimate crisis happening at our southern border. You've known about it for a while, but it's gotten far worse. I've got seven reasons that what is happening at the border is absolutely devastating, worse than we realized, and probably going past a point of critical mass right now that is irreparable to our republic. And so I'm not being sensationalistic when I say crisis. The word crisis, it gets thrown around a lot. I think our government, I think the media likes to spin up a bunch of non-crises so that they can say crisis and in doing fear-monger a bunch of people so that they can reap large amounts of power. In unprecedented times, you can get unprecedented amounts of power, control, and money. And I think that's what it's about. But this legitimately, as bad as bad can be, crisis for sure. We're going to talk about the border, and we're going to talk a bunch of other stuff. We went to Las Vegas this last week, had the Gun Industries SHOT Show, also had an award show, and we want to talk about that. Also, the worst moment I had in Las Vegas. I am brimming with desire to vent this, very upset, and if you ever go to Las Vegas, you better take heed, bro. We got some cute ambush stuff, we got some hot topics, and we're going to top the episode off with some dad jokes from you guys. All that... And much, much more. Show starts now. All right, all right. So I mentioned seven devastating effects that are playing out at the border what it's doing, what it's signaling. The very first one is quite obvious. Our southern border is unsecure, and as a result, this power vacuum, since we are not actually manning the border, is that drug cartels have taken over. They're very well funded, they are brutal, and they're engaging in human trafficking and drug trafficking. Now, what that means, the drug cartels taking over, it means human trafficking, it means dead bodies, it means fentanyl coming over the border in mass, killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. That's not an exaggeration. There's been recent seizures where one seizure, they found enough fentanyl to kill every single American. That's the amount of drugs, a multi-billion dollar industry. Never in any other presidency until Joe Biden have we faced such a conflict over something that'd be so pathetically easy to enforce. We have the infrastructure. We have the federal agents. All we lack is the policy decisions to be able to enact our laws and put some teeth on it. But instead, Joe Biden's administration is completely culpable for what has happened. They have ceded our southern border to drug cartels. So point number one, drug cartels are really running the southern border. We're not. We've given it up. Point number two is we have no idea who else is crossing the border. Some of these folks who aren't just calling asylum and, and being escorted cleanly across the border for a catch and release, those who are slipping past and don't want anyone to stop them, you say, well, it'd be a lot easier if you just called asylum. But a lot of folks are not doing that. Why not? Well, they don't want to be documented. They don't want to be caught and then released. And it is a very safe assumption. That these are more nefarious actors. These are terrorists, terrorist cells that are gaining entry into our country right now. Later, given enough organization, asset accumulation, terrorist attacks will happen. Blood will absolutely be spilled. 
because of the people crossing the border right now. Now, it's already being spilled, but I'm talking about events that will be far, far worse. And when those events transpire is to be determined, but their entry into the United States is happening now. So cataclysmic events happening later on are being enabled by a free, clear pass across the border right now. Blood is on this administration's hands, present and future. And you make a really interesting distinction there, John. What I hear you saying is that there are two groups of people who are crossing the border. There are the people who want to be um, in, in the custody of Border Patrol to get processed or put through. But you're saying that there is another group that are looking to evade all Border Patrol right. and just simply uh, uh, get in and then disappear into the interior of the country with n- no touches on on the government apparatus for um, for asylum. That's right. And so, so, and that's I think that's curious because most people think that all people that are coming are wanting to engage with Border Patrol to get asylum, you know, legal asylum here, and that they're just yeah. doing it clumsily. But there's people who are looking to get around everybody, all the police, and just disappear in here. And that's, that's right. the group that's that is really really terrifying for what those people, if they gather together, might do. Yeah, the majority of folks crossing the border, they want opportunities. They want to come over to the United States. They want jobs or they want to leech off the government teat, which absolutely will will be happening in the years to come. You'll see. So again, nobody is against immigration. Everyone's against illegal immigration. We want to know who's coming in our country, and we want to be able to process people who have rightful claims to asylum. We want to process people who have uh, gone through the proper channels to immigrate into this country. We're not shy about immigrants. We're a nation of immigrants, and so we're great with that. So the talking points of the left are absolutely recklessly defamatory. It's a straw man argument against the right who just want a country, a a nation of laws. Let's not admit terrorists into the country. Let's not reward cartels for trafficking operations. Let's just have simple laws that we enact that allows a clear pathway toward citizenship if you go through those channels. So, so far, we have cartels. We have terrorists. These are the devastating stuff. Another thing is what this means for future voting in the United States. And I think this is this is the key reason the Biden administration is have stand down orders for our CBP, the federal agents who are supposed to be boarding, uh, guarding the border and instead are just acting like door holders. I was just in Vegas and I sat down with a few CBP agents, one of whom uh, I used to train with a good bit. He, he mm. was he was a bud from back in the day. I'm like, man, how's the morale? In CBP, it's like, bro, it's worse than you can imagine. It's terrible. The retention in the in CBP, uh, it it's absolutely abysmal. And I was talking to him, I'm like, man, you, what are you going to do long term? If like you got an exit strategy, because there's no future in federal law enforcement for anyone that really stands by the Constitution. You are daily uh, under this administration and other lefties. Uh, who are enacting a tyrannical will, you're having to choose between your job and following what's right and the Constitution. Your oath and your job are going in two different directions. Wow. And so that's just not conducive uh, to, to to the dudes that I know who are, are good federal agents caught between a rock and a hard place. So I'm like, are you planning an exit strategy? Because right now, if, if you're CBP, what are you doing if you're not protecting the border? And I'm like, man, just... 
just holding the door. I'm like, oh, so you're greeters now. He's like, yep, we're just greeters processing paperwork as these illegals uh, come over in droves. They see their job as doing the paperwork. They're not sending them back and saying no entry. They're saying, come on in. Oh, yeah, it's catch and release. Yeah, it's catch and release. Now, they may start a deportation process, according to, like, Mayorkas. Uh, however, uh, they set a future court date and then release them into the interior of the United States. Um, so basically, they start the process, but then they the most important part of it, they leave off camera that they're not never deported. Right. All right. I'm, I'm trying to rattle through seven things right now. We, uh, we have drug cartels, we have terrorists and what this does for the future of voting in America. The goal of the democratic party is to secure elections for the democratic party for the next generation or more. Currently by some estimates, which I believe are highly conservative. We have about 22 million illegals in the United States right now, and that's growing exponentially. Uh, right now. The largest landslide presidential victory that's ever happened was by, I think, something like 17 million votes. So if you can bring in all these illegals that historically are going to vote Democrat and have already been loaded with, hey, Biden will let you in, I'll give you citizenship, I'll give you money, I'll give you health care, I'll give all this stuff, just vote Democrat. So what you can do is just flood the U.S. with all these voters. Now, they're illegals, you're like, they can't vote. I'm like, well, once they get in, there will absolutely be a push and a big propaganda uh, campaign to give these people access to vote. Uh, you just saw in this last election, you had uh, people voting like 10 times, you had mail-in ballots, you had uh, over and over, you saw reports of dead people that were voting, you saw more votes cast than people that lived in certain areas, just wild amounts of voting irregularity. And you're telling me that they're not going to be able to allow these folks to vote? Currently, even asking someone to see their ID so that they can vote is considered racist and really, really terrible to do. Uh, the Really? Voter ID? Why has those seeds already been sown in the last election, if not to open up wide the door for America, allow tons of illegals to come in, have them all vote Democrat, and now you can just lock the United States down uh, with Democrat nominees? Then you get enough Democrats in, you could utterly change the foundational fabric of our nation so that you could essentially lock the Republican Party out of winning future elections. You could do all kinds of stuff. I mean, they have a they have a, a soft affiliation with socialism. Coming soft affiliate, yeah, right? Because all the countries are coming from they 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 so. Oh, you mean the you the mean illegals. the folks passing? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they are saturated in socialism. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you say when you say kicking uh, or ending Republican majority, I see that as 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 ending constitutional authority because yeah. the Constitution is a foreign document to them. Yeah. The, the thing that they have bathed in is is an is usually authoritarian governments and that promise socialistic things. That is their bags. I think they're struggling to survive. They're fleeing where they're at. Right. Uh, trying to survive somewhere else and they're going to vote with whoever gives them the greatest chance of survival. If they fair enough, if yep. they have a Republican who upholds the rule of law, they know that they're going to have to appeal through processes and legal entry. And many of them just are not going to go through that. Um, the ones that are determined there's a process, a path forward to immigrate. Uh, but the idea to be able to just mass push through 
immediately get the uh, the free express pass right into the United States. That is really tempting, and that's what's being offered in exchange for their vote. So here we arrive really at the why. Why is our southern border wide open? I think it's to secure the Democratic Party with an influx wave of millions of new voters that will vote Democrat, which will allow them to seize control of the country indefinitely. All of a sudden, I'm looking at the border as this, this is a much, much bigger deal than I gave it credit for. And we're still pressing in to some even more alarming points if this stuff wasn't bad enough. Here's something a little bit more philosophical. If you don't have a border, you don't really have a nation anymore. I've said this in a past episode. I wonder if the end date on America has already passed, according to future historians. Maybe that was like 2020. We were done as a nation. Uh, and you could look at a whole bunch of stuff of like, well, if we're based on the Constitution, we no longer follow the Constitution. Well, that is a complete shift in what kind of nation we are. Another way that you could measure it is if a nation has borders. If you don't have borders anymore, you're simply not a nation. Similarly, if you had a house and the house had no walls, it's just a roof on posts, that's not a house anymore. A house has to have walls. If the house doesn't have walls, it's not a house anymore. A nation must have borders. If you don't have borders, you're not a nation anymore. A nation is also uh, subsist of certain laws. If you don't have laws, or rather you have laws that are simply not enforced, you become lawless and you, again, cease to be a nation. If you don't have a border, you're not a nation. If you pick up your old founding, your constitution, and no longer follow that, if you have laws, but none of them are enforced, you become lawless. Again, you don't have a nation, you don't have a nation, you don't have a nation. And so this is all extremely alarming stuff. It does mark the end. It's as if drug cartels and terrorists aren't bad enough. We have to grapple with that existential question of, can we even say we really exist as a nation anymore? That's how alarming all this is in what it signals. Now, we come to the next point. Now, point number five. And this is where things get even worse. And some of you are like, bro, it's already, it's already bad. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even worse still. We have uh, Texas and the federal government now in a complete stalemate. Federal government is saying, open your border. Uh, Governor Abbott has instead decided to enforce his own border to protect Texas residents from all the violence and from what he would classify as the invasion of illegals that are coming across, of drug cartels, of a whole host of different criminality. It says it's the federal government's job to be able to protect her borders, but you're not doing it. And though he's reached out to the Biden administration saying secure the border over and over and over, uh, he does have legal recourse to be able to defend his state if the federal government refuses to. And so now the federal government is suing Governor Abbott over it. And now it becomes a point of federal forces and state forces completely at odds. And you can see how ultimately this disagreement could lead to actual physical force. Now, to make the powder keg a little spicier, 25 states 
have backed Texas. And think about what backing Texas means. It means, hey, we're with you, Texas, against federal government, against Joe Biden's administration. That's what's happening up. Like in the Civil War, it was the South versus the North, right? That's what's happening. Battle lines are being drawn over something like this. So it is not an exaggeration to say this is the way civil wars start, to be so sharply divided ideologically in the U.S., and this is news to no one. For years, you're tuning in, and there seems to be two wildly divergent ethics that continue to grow farther and farther apart. Uh, Some people just sane values of old. Reason, logic, work hard, meritocracy, yay constitution, that kind of stuff. And the other group thinks that dudes can menstruate. I mean, just like we don't share a reality anymore, much less a common ethic. We even have completely different flags. I hold the American flag in highest rapport. They hold the rainbow throw-up flag of just all this kaleidoscope of chaotic colors. And that's what they want, chaos. They want a tearing down of everything old. They want a destruction of every category, everything you hold dear. All of your values they regard as evil, as we regard all their values as evil as well. So that right there shows an even sharper divergence of what is considered uh, evil and wrong than even in the Civil War. So I think about like, where in the world do we go from here? I mean, is is the Biden administration going to send troops down to the southern border to force its way open? Because Governor Abbott is absolutely closing uh, the border and he's enforcing that border more and more each day. The Biden administration is going to have to decide whether they cede the field and allow him and the other 25 states that are stacking up against him. Say, I'm with Texas, not with the federal government. To be on Texas' side is to be against the federal government on something so basic as having a country's border. Can you imagine? Guys, can you see how just humanly basic this is? What a level of insanity we've reached when our commander-in-chief, highest office in the land, the president, and his administration wants an open border And all the horrible consequences like that so that they can expedite wins in future elections. That's what it's about. It's about securing power for a very long time. And they so want that power, they don't care about people dying along the border. They'll virtue signal and say, oh, it's about uh, being kind and decent to these people. But when really they're just using them as pawns, human pawns for their own political purposes. I just, where do you go from here? Secession? Because secession doesn't ever happen peacefully. You know, you could say, hey, it was a good run, had a, logged a couple hundred years, went pretty darn well. We're, we're just peacing out. Texas, Texas is going to just do our own Texas thing. You know, the federal government won't let them go peacefully into the night. They won't, they won't let them do that. It, it would be another war. Tyrants don't think, by the way, like you and I do. I'd be very content to just live and let live. If you're like me, you probably just want to be left alone. Hey, we got a constitution. It's a pretty good idea. Let's keep doing the constitution stuff. 
uh, leave me alone, no step on snake. That That's basically my, my situation. Leave me alone and stop doing tyrant stuff. Stop stealing all my money and all my rights and uh, uprooting our foundation and doing sick, twisted crimes against humanity while protecting horrible individuals. Uh, that's what I'd like. Um, there's no way states will be allowed to secede. Uh, but here's the truth. The states cannot live with the federal government anymore. It's too big, it's too powerful, and it's too evil. So the states are checking out. They're disagreeing. Uh, they're standing with tech. They're rallying together around a, uh, an old-fashioned constitutional cause. We've got five devastating points, all, all that have to do with the border. Here's a sixth one. The mainstream media is not reporting on any of this. How could they not be saying anything about this? This is the biggest political happening of my lifetime at the border right now. Let's check out, uh, let's get a CNN right now. What's CNN doing? Let's see. All right, we have Israel Hamas. Let's see, we have uh, ultimate list of most irritating songs in history. I'm actually curious about that, but why this is... Oh, no, hold on, that's an ad. Um, let's see, Trump Network, nothing about border anything. you got to be kidding me. Uh, Prince, Princess of Wales returns home after surgery. Why boomers are not moving out of their big homes. This is a hot one. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here's Taylor Swift and her NFL. But what is that three different? No, that's 49ers break hearts in Detroit and Chiefs hold off Raven. Oh, there we go. Brock Purdy. I don't know who he is. And Taylor Swift uh, and her NFL boyfriend. There we go. Awesome. What? Bravo. What? Way to way to miss the most important subject there is right now. 25 states have stacked up in a standoff against the federal government on the greatest humanitarian crisis of our time. And I'm seeing Taylor Swift kiss her NFL uh, sweetie. <laughs> Way to go, CNN. You suck. You haven't been real news in years. Let's go to a different one. I'm going to load up. Here is Fox News. All right, here's Iran. That's important. Good. Um, reparations. <laughs> right. The, let Reparations task force. Let's talk about reparations. I mean, guys, read the room. Oh, and here. Nope. Will Taylor Swift attend the Super Bowl? Her concert tour schedule makes it tough. Guys, pray for Taylor Swift. She is busy making millions of dollars, and she doesn't know if she can, she can attend the Super Bowl. You're going to want to put a... a a pin in this and really come back to this breaking story. Nothing about the border. No, ooh, electric buses sitting unused despite taxpayers. And this is Fox. Dropping billions. This is on Fox? This is Fox. This is why Tucker had to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So here's the question. Uh, it goes into a point six. Why are the major news networks not reporting on this issue? What does that mean? Is it that Americans aren't interested in it? I'm like, no, I dare say right now, this week, this is all Americans are really talking about. It is the issue. There's no question 
what we were going to sit down and talk about on John Lovell's show today. No question. There was no argument. There was no debate. We're going to talk about the border, and that wasn't challenged. There isn't a second second topic uh, more hot than this one. So why are these news agencies not speaking about it at all? It's not because it's not newsworthy. It's not because it's not important. It's not because it wouldn't make them a bucket load of money. There's only one sane reason I can think of why the media agencies are not reporting on it, and that's because their handlers, uh, you know, whether that's Big Brother or Big Globalist, or maybe those are the same things now, have given them a gag order to not report on this. And I think they salute their puppet masters and don't cover uh, what they should be, which leaves only outlets like this uh, and, and outlets like us that will talk about the most important stuff, unbridled, uh, reasonable, where we can just think through this stuff and figure out what in the world do we do about this? Where do we go from here? It's not just you that that's saying that. I mean, the average American cares about this as an electoral issue. I saw a percentage at 64% of Americans want Biden to be doing more. They think the, 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 the border is a crisis. That's 64% of Americans. So, mm. I mean... There, that's that's greater than the Republican Democrat divide. So there are Democrats who are like this is a mess. I mean, look at New York. Yep. I mean, I mean, Mayor Adams. I mean, he should he should be hopping on with the rest of those states that are saying Biden doing something because his 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 city and Chicago are getting crushed by this. Did you know forty two percent of Biden voters didn't vote for Biden? <laughs> I just made that up, but I'm so irritated at like statistics. I have such little trust in the experts in statistics, in polls, in reporting. I am so jaded across the board. And one thing I don't believe for a moment is Biden got 81 million votes. No way, no how. Absolutely not. Gosh, it'd just be great to see how many votes he gets at this next election. Do you think they can get him across a hundred million? Yeah, I, I, four hundred million, four hundred million. So good. We're tabulating China, you know, and so many all of Mexico Most and popular guy ever. So th- this the southern border is still not. This is one of the most important issues facing our nation right now. It is not number one still, in my opinion. I still have. I've gone through six points. I, I want to hit one last point, which is. Maybe worse than all of the others. No, you're, <laughs> they keep getting worse. Horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> it started John. with gar- nothing else. It started with cartels, which sounds like the worst thing. Yeah, that and was- that was like our warm up. Oh, yeah. That was the warm up for how bad this is. Uh, this is <laughs> when, going. When but, we give you too much time to prepare for the the show, that you, you your list just get more. Epic. I'm I'm so upset. I'm so upset. This is not the worst issue facing our country right now. I, I think. Uh, number one is election integrity. You know, the the biggest sociopolitical issue. Uh, it, you know, it, I think it's election integrity. Will we be able to win by enough uh, so that we can beat their margin of cheating and fraud? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I know every we got to all show up and uh, vote in the next election. But if the elections aren't secure, all this is just political theater. It's all theater. They got an ace in the hole um, if we don't secure elections. That, that's number one. Number two, I still think is pro-life. We have a genocide against the unborn that's, unborn that's been going on for decades. The weakest and most vulnerable and men everywhere and need to join with the ranks of the women 
uh, to speak out for those who can't speak. Uh, it is a genocide against the unborn. It's the murdering of well over a million babies each year in the United States. There's something like 40 million worldwide each year. Uh, so that is worse than anything happening on the border. But if you don't secure elections, there's no way you have recourse to fix anything, including pro-life stuff. Can't do anything. Um, so uh, you got to secure elections. I care a lot about pro-life. And then after that, border. border. But holy cow, look at all this stuff of like... Uh, it brings me to the final point, the seventh point. The point of all this is to destroy the country. That's what it is. That's what all this means. Uh, because no one in their right mind who loved America protect, and wanted to protect America would come up with the policies that the Biden administration uh, is enacting. No one is so bad at economics that they would do this to the benefit of the United States. No chance, no way. No one is that bad at economics. The point is, is to overwhelm the economic uh, system, to hyperinflate the currency, uh, to cause crises all over the place, to flood our nation with illegal immigrants, to overwhelm our healthcare system. And what you do in there, along with demoralizing the people, is you break their will, the back of the people, and then in the ashes, you reconstruct a new globalist order that you sit on the top of after you've siphoned out untold amounts of money. You recreate it in a globalist new world order, which you sit at the top of, and you don't have to deal with pesky things like constitutions, which tie your hands from having and practicing complete control. What do people in power want? More power for longer. They want more money. And so this is as old as dirt. Was Rome undone from the inside because of unchecked immigration in some ways, John? You're, you're a history guy. Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so just rampant corruption, uh, you know, in the uh, political spheres that had been happening for uh, decades. And, and it, it would constitute, Edward Gibbon does the token work on this, uh, yeah. the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, but you see the great nations that are just so powerful, they cannot be conquered without. They're always conquered from within. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just Rome. It, you could almost put a mark on uh, many of the incredible uh, empires would fall this way. Mm -hmm. uh, and still, even, uh, even more, uh, some of them will be conquered by outside invaders, but it was made possible by the weakening of that nation through moral decadence and decline that had been happening for a long time. So you see cracks in the dam, and then a foreign force comes uh, and collides with it, and that breaks everything Shatters. loose. And you're like, oh, see, they were conquered by the barbarians. I'm like, well, they were conquered by themselves first. And the barbarians came up and, and mopped up the, the, the shards. Uh, and so... Um, Rome, if not had, uh, if had not suffered from so much internal uh, breaking, uh, could have fared far better against the barbarians. So, all of this happening should send a warning bell to you and I uh, that we need to have our ducks in order, guys. I want you to jump in the comments and say what would it look like for us to prepare for what is coming ahead. Where do we go from here? 
uh, is the burning question. I'm in the happy place that I've been kind of slowly and methodically uh, preparing and gaining autonomy, uh, skills, uh, ability for protection and community for years. And so all of the sudden, that starts to feel okay. That starts to feel pretty good. But I realize also, I need to double down on more of this. Uh, and so it, I don't, I feel extremely uncomfortable and very, very sad. And also I'm angered, uh, by what's happening to my nation and I feel powerless to do anything about it. Uh, but in us being able to kind of rally together, see the issues clearly and plainly read the writing on the wall. So individually and communally, we're able to do something about it in whatever limited way we can. We can also push our leaders to be able to get involved. Some of you guys run for office as well, whatever we can do. If you're in a job, uh, particularly federal law enforcement or any type of local law enforcement, or you're a military person and you're uh, tuning in as well, you've got to understand um, you've got to have an exit strategy possibly, but you also have to understand that a time is coming where you're going to have to choose between doing what's right, following the constitution and protecting the welfare of the people you swore to defend or following orders. It's rapidly becoming one of those two things. You could defy unlawful orders. You know, you can always defy unlawful orders. Remember, your allegiance, more than following your next superior, your allegiance is to defend the Constitution. That's the number one oath, right? And so if you're given something, if you're given a command that directly contradicts that, you can tell them to pound sand. And then uh, you can blow a whistle, and then you can raise public awareness, and you can elicit other people uh, to your cause as well. Remember, we follow the Constitution. Uh, we care about our, the past, present, and future of our nation. If you don't care enough about the past of our nation, there won't be a future to our nation. In some ways, this is almost civil disobedience at its finest. Mm, and, yep. um, you know, in the same way that uh, slavery was once legal and civil disobedience against that was right, yeah. um, to not uh, protect the, the front door of your house is evil, to not protect the front door of your nation is evil. And so yeah. civil disobedience seems the right course here. Yep. Bravo, Governor Abbott for your civil disobedience, you're uh, at playing the part of a great patriot in defying uh, tyranny. So way to go. That's awesome. I hope courage spreads. The courage of one man needs to spread to be the courage of the many. Ben, uh, let's, uh, let's hit up some, we got Q and ambush and we got some hot topics. But before we hit any of that, let's say goodbye to the podcast, folks. Guys, listening in for free. If you like the rest of the show, man, we get all kinds of spicy stuff in this show. So please support us. Watch WPSN.com. That's watch WPSN.com. Then you can sign up. After you've signed up, you have access to this show, a bunch of other shows, all of our training classes, uh, and you can check it out uh, through our app, WPSN, wherever you, whatever tech you're on, you can get our app, WPSN and watch there. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.